0: I'll just take a few minutes to get started in this because uh, there's so much that I would like to say here that I'm going to come back tonight uh, and deal uh, with uh, more of the meat of the matter, but in Isaiah in chapter number 58 is where I want to preach this morning and um, try to just maybe touch on the first couple of verses and um, then we will uh, just let you go and have... Uh, you can tune in tonight and I'll finish these, um, some of these verses. I may stay in here a little while and balance this out between here and First Peter. Um, but uh, we have here in Isaiah chapter number 58, I'm not going to set the setting. Uh, many people dispute about that, uh, the setting in which uh, who is being addressed here, whether those that are in captivity or those that are in uh, times yet to come or, or whatever the case is. Uh, that's not really my concern here uh, this morning. Uh, I just want to look more practically at what is being said and understood uh, uh, about God. And uh, it's very important that we understand uh, a lot uh, about who God has revealed himself to be, uh, not who my uh, college teacher declares that he is, but who has God declared himself to be? Uh, what kind of God is he um, is uh, is a very important question that we must know and ask ourselves uh, in what kind of God God is. Uh, so just because we find something in the Old Testament, um, I heard a man say not long ago, actually just a week or so ago, Brother Jones, he made a statement, uh, and I'm sure you've run into this, but he said, uh, show me in the New Testament uh, anything about seeking God or revival. And uh, so what he was trying to say is, and there's a large group of people that believe that, uh, that since we are now in this dispensation, we don't need to seek God. Um, that we don't have revival, revival and seeking of God's and Old Testament doctrine. Uh, I don't hold that belief. I don't believe that. I believe it's still just as relevant in 2020 that America repent of her sins and call on her God. Uh, as it was back in the day when God was addressing the people and the nation of Israel. So I understand dispensationally, not everything is, is to me, but it is for me. And I think we can understand something about God in Isaiah 58. And so he begins in verse number one and says, Cry aloud and spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions. And the house of Jacob, their sins. And so I want to just give a couple of things here. I know there's many people uh, that wonder why in the world a man ever raises his voice when he's preaching. Uh, And I've heard them say things that uh, Jesus never raised his voice when he was preaching. Well, you don't know that. Uh, That's your assumption because you may not have. The Bible says there's a whole lot of things recorded uh, that Jesus did that we don't have. Uh, uh, recorded for us today, but it has been uh, recorded in books. And so you can't say, make statements like that. Uh, Just because you don't see the word revival in the New Testament or just because you don't see uh, Jesus maybe raising his voice during a sermon message, he's certainly not against it. uh, Or the word of God here would not tell a man uh, to cry aloud. So I just touching on this briefly, I, I know we don't have much of that problem here, but I think it's very important. And I believe it's important because God is making a a great uh, distinction here. He's he's raising the alarm uh, at the seriousness of the problem uh, that the nation has in this time. Uh, One man titled this indictment as selfish piety. Uh, I believe that would be a pretty good estimation of what's going on in the nation and the land at the time. They are a nation that has gotten selfish. Even their worship, their religious activity is very uh, selfish. And so we need to look at this. Now, he says cry in verse number one. That means to call out, uh, to read, to publish, to announce, or to proclaim. Uh, He says cry aloud. That word is literally translated from the word uh, that we get for throat. Uh, So he's not talking about uh, uh, weeping where people can hear you. He's literally talking about open your mouth up and from your throat, lift up your voice, because it's vital that my people understand something. They're seeking me, yet they're still in a bunch of sin. And so he is serious about this matter. He says, cry aloud. And uh, the next part is he says, spare not. And so spare means to withhold, to restrain, to preserve, to keep back. Uh, And so uh, what he's saying here is... Uh, Preacher, what I want you to do is, uh, though these people are very religious, uh, though these uh, folks are going through the ABCs of religion, uh, what I want you to do is open your mouth and lift your voice up as loud as you possibly can and cry out against the sin of the day. And so he tells him he wants him to spare not. And we need preaching like that in our day. You may think you don't need it. Uh, You may think you don't need someone to raise their voice at you. Uh, But God seems to think that his people needed it uh, to occasionally lift the voice up and cry aloud and don't spare the feelings of people uh, because they get offended by that. And it's not my duty to offend anyone. I don't set out in a day and try to offend anybody. Uh, I manage to do it quite often and don't even mean to. But I certainly don't set out to do it. Uh, But when God burns a message into the preacher's heart and it involves something I'm doing wrong, I want him to get passionate and serious about it and cry out against what I'm doing and help me get right with God. And so I don't have a problem with it. But in our day, it seems like uh, I have seen many people that get quite upset about a preacher getting passionate about sin and the sins of his day and crying aloud with his voice and telling people they're messed up. Now, that, gee, God sees no problem in it. He says, I want you to cry aloud. I don't want you to spare anyone. Uh, Spare not. Don't. Keep anything back. Don't withhold your crying out. And so then the next part we see, he says, lift up. That means loud to raise up uh, thy voice, which is obviously here then to make an actual physical sound. And you say, why do you say that? I've seen a lot of people try to make this sound uh, more like uh, uh, he's not really saying anything. He's more just crying and things like that. No, God is telling this preacher of this day, uh, my people are doing such and such, and I want you to lift your voice up and cry against it. And so he does that. Cry loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people uh, their transgression. Uh, I know that uh, uh, people uh, in our day, we uh, have been coddled nearly to death. I, uh, how many times do you hear, uh, uh, have you heard a good sermon on hell? How many times do you hear uh, in a week a good sermon where somebody's crying out against sin? Uh, just like Brother Andy brought up in the revival, we've all got problems. We've all got sin, let's just call it what it is. And uh, we need somebody to get full of God and cry out against it uh, because we are in a situation in our day uh, where our churches are emptying of their power. They're emptying of their people and they're emptying and void of the presence of a holy God in the midst of a servant uh, because people are involved in sin. Sin has always been the problem. Here the problem with this group of people, and I'm not indicting our church necessarily, what's gotten me stirred up is I think this is indicative of our nation. This is indicative of our church overall, of the body at this time, is that we have, I have seen, let me go on verse number one, I want you to show people their sins. I want you to manifest them, announce them, expose them them, explain them, profess them. Uh, That's the way that word is translated various times in your Bible. And So he says, I want you to make manifest what is wrong with people in your day. And so the preacher does that. Verse number one. Verse number two. uh, Here is the great uh, quandary here. Here is the great confusion that God's going to clear up. But he says, so what is the problem? Have you got people going out and getting drunk, and uh, you got people uh, doing it? No, not necessarily at this time. Uh, he's dealt with the all-out reprobated uh, apostate nearly. Uh, now he's dealing with the religious folks. He's dealing with those uh, that are devout in their religion. And he says, yet they seek me daily. They delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. Now, this is something that bothers me because it's hard for me to understand from everything that uh, most of what I have been taught in my day uh, is that if you see God, uh, if you delight in knowing his ways, uh, then somehow God's divine favor uh, will be manifested to you. And basically what God's saying here is you can have all the ABCs, you can have all the one, two, threes down, you can even pray, you can delight to know and understand who God is, you can delight to know his ways, you can uh, even seek him daily. Uh, that says a whole lot more uh, than a lot of us do in a day. Uh, we seek more what's on television than we do in the face of God. And so these are people, God's rebuking, that are seeking God every single day. And he's telling them, uh, basically, not only have I not been answering, I will not answer you, though you seek me every day. And so we can be religious in our form, Uh, we can uh, follow the truths of of what Brother Ben was talking about, the same indictment, uh, willing to go about and establish their own righteousness, they would not submit themselves to the righteousness of God, which is by faith. And this is the same similar indictment. Uh, it, a lot of people uh, are, are so concerned in our day about the outward performance of religion that the heart is so messed up. that our Bible not say the heart's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? Who can know it? You can dress a heart up in a suit. You can dress a heart up on a Sunday morning. You can have him shout and say amen. He can bring a King James Bible and he couldn't get a hold of God. Uh, with, with a, uh, there is there is a, a, a something about God that what more than the outward form of what we're doing. He wants our heart. He wants the reality of his presence and your desire and love and delight for him to be in your heart, not more, not a show of an outward appearance. And that's what these people were doing in their day. Uh, Because I would agree with the man who said they were in selfish piety. Uh, They were, uh, let's uh, move on, they uh, seek me daily. They delight to know my ways. Did you know uh, that basically what God's saying here is they have completely wasted their time. Now, God's not again seeking him every day. God is not saying you're wasting your time don't seek me that's a waste of time that's not what he's saying but he is saying if you're going to treat people the way that you do and you're going to mistreat your own flesh and you're going to hide yourself from your own flesh and you're going to mistreat people and be all about yourself you are wasting your time seeking God every day because he's not going to answer you anybody ever felt that way? Anybody ever been in prayer meetings that have gone on six, eight, ten months? and seeking God every day and it seems like heaven's shut and nothing answered. God never says a word. I wonder maybe we've been guilty of trying to be a bunch of Calvinists in the sense that we're waiting on God to do something he's told us to do. Uh, we can seek God all we want to but if we don't get right and shed some dead weight of sin in our life God's never going to answer us. That, that's the—that's what he's talking about here. And so these uh, uh, people are seeking God. They are seeking Him every day. Uh, this is so strange to me, Brother John. God even says, here's something true. They even are happy. Uh, they delight in knowing the ways of God. Now, this, this it seems strange that God would be so heavy handed towards a group of people that were seeking Him every day. And it even made them happy to find out all they could about God. On the outside, I'd like to, any any of us would be trying to get some members of a church over like that, wouldn't you? Hey, that man seeks God every day. Boy, we'd love to have him. Uh, That man, he he, he loves the the delights in God. Boy, wouldn't he be a blessing to the church. And what God is looking beyond what you and I see with the eye and is looking into the heart and he's saying, these people are are manifesting something on the outside, uh, but there's not an inward truth, a reality of it. They're doing it for various motives. And uh, so we won't go much further into this because it's interesting to see what God says is going to bring light to them when God's going to answer Uh, but I'm just giving you on the outset of the message here. He wants them to cry out against what's going on, show them their sins and their transgressions, and so he indicts them with being in sin, but yet here's what they're doing. Instead of cleaning themselves up, uh, they're seeking me daily. They delight to know my ways, and they're doing so as a nation that did righteousness. And uh, Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, during this time that I've been off, this has caused me uh, to to really seek and search my own heart uh, about the reality of God in my heart. How much are we doing out of a form? I wonder if that's what's put us, church, uh, in the position uh, nationally uh, as a church I'm speaking. I wonder if that has put us in the position that we're in now. My generation uh, wants the power and the presence and the, 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 the product of what uh, uh, Brother Jones's generation was able to have. And we're doing nothing more but living on the fruits and labors of other men that have gone on before us. And uh, what we've got to see in our day is it's going to take something special uh, from you and I. We're going to have to do more than what we learned by what we saw them do. Uh, We saw those men go into prayer meetings, all-night prayer meetings, and uh, they had a great form. And we followed the form, but we're missing out on something uh, that caused God to move in this nation. You would have to agree that this nation has no power evident of God in it whatsoever, nearly. Um, uh, We are wanting the same product, the same power uh, that was in days gone by, uh, but we're not willing to pay the same price. Uh, we uh, are going to have to dig deep down and search ourselves and really find out uh, where we are with God. Are we going through the motions of what we know to do is right? But in our heart, we really have no reality of a desire and love for God in our hearts. Because I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to play church. I don't. Jesus is coming, folks. I don't know about you, but the more I see, more and more, Brother Reed, I see more and more signs showing me uh, that we're nearer than when we first believed. Jesus is coming. Uh, We're on our way home. We're on our way out of here. And if it does anything in our hearts, it ought to just strike some reality and some seriousness about our devotion with God and what kind of source that it's from. Understand what's happening. I want you to look quickly. And we're going to have to move on uh, this morning. I've got a little bit of time left. uh, But I want you to look just quickly. You seek me daily. You delight to know my ways. But you're doing all of that as a nation that did righteous. And you're doing that while ignoring the fact that you're forsaking the ordinances of their God. And uh, I wonder sometimes if we're not guilty of that. I wonder sometimes if we're indicting God with, why aren't you hearing our prayers? Why are you not moving? Uh, why are you not feeling our church is full? Why, why are sinners not being saved? Why, God, we're praying. We're seeking you. We're faithful to show up. We dress right. We're doing what we're, we're instructed to do. How come there's no result in it? And did you, has anybody ever felt that way? Flat, flashy lights or something like that? You feel like you just have a, God, I'm seeking you, I'm, I, well, why are you not answering me? And that's what's going on here. There's no result in it because there's been a cloud, if you'll remember back in the Old Testament, uh, between them and God. God's not hearing uh, what they're having to say. Uh, they're very earnest in their religion. Uh, they are doing this as though they had done no wrong. We are praying for God to fix situations uh, while we're still involved in all the sin, God, I want you to fix my family, but I'm not going to have family devotions. God, I want you to fix my relationship with my wife, but I have no intentions of honoring her. I'm not going to spend any time with her, but I want to have a better relationship with my wife. You're wasting your time seeking God. I'd say that on the full authority of this Bible. You can seek him all you want to. But unless you deal with the sin problem and your own personal responsibility, and God's not going around planting for you. Did not, Brother Ben, not uh, just tell us how are they going to believe in him whom they've not heard. Well, the Calvinist would say God's going to zap them. And you and I would say, no, God's going to fill a preacher full of the Holy Ghost and give him Romans uh, chapter number 10, let him preach. And uh, so uh, God's told you to do something, and it's your responsibility to respond to the light God's given you, and you can't just continue. And didn't God indict a man one time when he said, look, you've been praying long enough. It's time to get on your feet and do something about it. I feel like the church in our day, we can pray all that we want to, but until we put some feet on doing some things, we may be wasting our time praying. Now, that's a, saying a whole lot to say that a person's wasting their time praying. I, I'm not understanding what I'm meaning when I say that. Uh, if you're not going to change, if you have no intentions of doing what's right, you can see God all the day, and according to what He's saying here, He's not going to hear. And so, look at their devotion. These people got a lot of, got most of us beat, don't they? They're seeking me as those that didn't do any wrong. They're asking ordinances of justice. Now, that could be they're asking uh, uh, for God to move in just causes. Uh, they could be that he's uh, talking about God's justice here. I don't know. Maybe they're not talking more about learning uh, and having just ordinances amongst themselves. I think that's more what it's saying there. Uh, but anyhow, they ask of me the ordinances of justice, and they take delight even in approaching God. These are people, when you call a prayer meeting, they're thrilled to come. And if they're wrong, I wonder where me and you stand when we can call them for 15 years and you'll never show up. I didn't get one honk. <laughs> Thank you, I'm one honk. I have to pay for it. i give you 50 later. I'm not here to attack anybody. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm just asking a question. I wonder where I am. If 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 the if God's got these people indicted with problems and sins and crime, I wonder where I stand. Where do you stand this morning uh, 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 with things? Uh, so they delight in approaching to God. Uh, look at verse number three, and I'm going to be done here. Uh, verse number three. Here's what. Uh, Here's what they say. Here's their complaint. Wherefore then have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? And here God uh, convinced them again, and he says, basically, Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure, and you exact all of your labors. Now, we're not going to have the time to go on past probably this verse here, but I just want to mention quickly uh, this, uh, 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 um, the earnestness of their religion. They were earnest in seeking, earnest in study. They were earnest in prayer. They were earnest in self-sacrifice. They were earnest in their church religion, in their outward religion. And they were earnest in their professions. They made their voice on high. These are people uh, kind of like the Muslims willing to blow themselves up for what they believe. They're, they're serious about their cause. They're, they're doing the things in the sense of the outward appearance. Uh, they're doing what they've been instructed to do. But God says they've completely missed it though they're doing everything right and certain things right, I guess I should say, they've totally missed it. And I wonder if that's not where we are today. Even in our worship of God, And our outward profession of our religion. There's nothing but self to be found in most uh, Baptist churches in our day. It's all about me and my family, what we can get out of things. And uh, you asked somebody uh, one time, I I don't know how many times I've asked this, and I said, Well, why did you leave, Brother So and so? Well, they didn't have anything for the young people. (laughs) Wow. Well, That's 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 certainly something that's very important, but it sounds to me like that that people are more concerned with what their self is and the involvement of that religion than they are pleasing and glorifying God. It's still all about self. Even when we do things for other people, you see yourself in it. If they don't respond in a way that makes you happy, you wish you would have never done it for them. Has anybody ever done that? I've used this example, Brother Reed, before. I've held the door open for somebody, and they just walk on in, don't even say thank you. Makes you want to grab them and throw them back on the other side and smack the door in their face. (laughs) Or did I hold the door open so that they would think well of me and think I was a good person? Or did I do it because it was the right thing to do? See, a lot of times we don't even notice. We find ourselves, even in our devotion to God, we, we're praying that we might get some sort of satisfaction out of God. It's not uh, our, our devotion, our religion, oftentimes is centered around pleasing ourselves. I know people uh, that uh, uh, in the worship of God, if they uh, don't like certain songs that are sung. They don't like the way a person, certain person sings them. Or I don't like the way that man preaches. I don't like his mannerisms. Uh, we've gotten a long way away from what really is most important. And what's most important is God, not, not my pleasing of myself, not, not what makes me happy, but what makes God happy. Again, I'm not attacking anybody. I, I'm searching my own heart. Are there things I'm doing that are motivated by self pleasure and self pity? Uh, I, I know people that, uh, if a certain number of people uh, don't, and you see it a lot of times on these young people, they'll post a Facebook picture, and, and you look down through their whole Facebook page, and it's nothing but one big page of their face. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Are you that, are you that uh, in love with yourself that you think the world needs to see your face? <laughs> hey, you might be like me and have a radio face this morning. Like, I, I, you'll notice mine don't have too many pictures of my face, Brother Jones. I don't have a lot to brag about. <laughs> but uh, you understand what I'm saying. I see young people crushed because somebody didn't comment on their post or tell them that they thought they were pretty. Uh, That'll get a lot of young girls in trouble. Uh, They'll run off to some uh, no-good man that'll just tell them some nice things about themselves. You've got to get yourself out of the picture. Uh, And Brother um, uh, Montgomery, it it affects all of us across the board. I've had men tell me if I know such-and-such is preaching, I'm not going to go to church tonight. Wow, really, aren't you so much better than everybody? Why don't you get up here and do it one morning? Why don't you, you know, that just bothers me. Oh, uh, see, it's, it's not about self. It's about the church. It's about glorifying God and giving him glory. Now, I'm done this morning. I didn't want to get into all that yet. Uh, but uh, uh, their their devotion, uh, their earnest in their devotion, but yet they're still missing things somewhere. God's going to expose it. He's going to show them what they've done wrong. And it has to do with self, and I think that's where we are in our day. I've seen it amongst churches and among preachers. Brother Jones, I feel like sometimes it's a a competition. Uh, Who can be the best in all this stuff? Uh, Church, we're not trying to be better than any other church in this community. Uh, They're not the mark I've set for our church, and I know Brother Jones never has. Uh, I just want to glorify God in everything we do. I just want to bring glory to the Lord. And, and I thank God for what other churches are able to do. And I, uh, so We're not in competition with people. Um, we're, we're not trying to make ourselves look better than anybody. We're, uh, 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 we just should be at the heart of everything we're doing. Every trap we give out, we shouldn't hope somebody sees that we did it. Right, we every every bit of our devotion should just be founded in this one thing that we bring glory to God. That's the the most important thing in our life. And I I'll look tonight about uh, bringing out more uh, from how He's going to tell them how they can get right. And it's amazing to me how the remedy for the problem here. But Lord, I love you. Thank you for helping us this morning. Thank you for the folks that came this morning. I uh, thank you for. Uh, folks to preach to, folks faithful enough to come and and endure this awful weather and uh, being stuck in a car for an hour uh, just to support their church. And so I want to thank you for every person that's here this morning. I pray if there are any that were lost and maybe they heard something, Lord, that will change their life forever. We love you. Thank you for all you do in Jesus name. Amen and amen. All right.